0: Let's read our scriptures for today from Matthew 10, 7, 8. It's a famous scripture. We know it even by heart. You don't even need to see it on screen. But I love how the English Standard Version says it. Let's go and proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He'll raise the dead, cleanse, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pain. It's just good to see you today. I hope you've had a strong week. I hope you've been taking it one day at a time. Hallelujah. I hope you've been planning yourself and just receiving the release and the refreshing of God to be able to accomplish the very things that God has in store for you. I have a question for us this morning. Do you constantly feel powerless and helpless in light of all the different situations we face from day to day? Does it seem like there are certain things beyond your control? And it's like you're forced to accept how things are. Like the status quo is the status quo. Things get desperate. And yes, you know God is there. But it's like his hand is too short. It cannot reach you. His strength is not enough. You feel like this situation seems to be too big. And sometimes, most of the time, doubt begins to check in. But today I had this scripture, man, and I had it for us as a church. Listen to what David cries out in Psalm 68. He says, summon your power, O God. The power, O God, by which you have worked for us. Summon your power, O God. That's my prayer for us today. That God would summon his power. That power that has worked in the past, what he did before. Do it. Again, divinely turn around every situation that we are facing that only he can turn around. A few months ago, my daughter fell sick and I didn't understand what was going on. And so I rushed her to hospital because she was really getting sick. And my daughter is the type that she's scared of doctors. So going to hospital is like last resort, even for her. At this point, she was like, take me now. Take me now. I'm in pain. And I remember going to the hospital. And as we are sitting there waiting for the doctor. Have you ever been there waiting for the doctor? You're wondering, what's taking them too long? Like, why are they not responding? We are the only ones in the hospital. And yet, you're still being told, wait. Yes, and this reception and my daughter is getting frantic and now she's just starting to look at me she's like i'm in pain i'm in pain she's standing and she's vomiting now and i'm wondering hey we left the house you weren't this bad and man now things are getting desperate now she's in pain now of course now it's like emergency mode the doctor comes out we go she's put on iv she's put on all these things and nothing is helping She's crying out. She's looking at me, daddy, daddy, help me. Man, let me tell you for a moment, I was so desperate. I wrote my wife and I say, pray now. Nothing is happening. The doctor is looking at me and saying, I have done everything. I know what to do. Right now, I'm beyond. We just have to wait. And I can see her eyes. Have you ever seen a doctor's eyes panicking? And you're like, you can't be panicking because I need to know that you know what you're doing, eh? You can't be panicking in this situation. And she's crying. And I'm trying to hold her. And I'm trying to argue. She's telling me, pray. I mean, this is an eight-year-old crying out saying, pray for me. And I'm desperate in the presence of God. And I'm crying out to God. And I'm like, now I'm not even ashamed. Now we're in hospital. Watch our tears fall out. And let me just call upon the one who I know who is able to do whatever he needs to do. And I begin to cry and I begin to pray and I begin to lay hands on hand. I begin to anoint and I begin to cry out to God. Step in. Summon your power. Oh God. Some of you, I feel you're in situations right now and you need to see God. You need to see God come through for you. Today is our last mission Sunday of the year, and once again, we are focusing on the mission God has given us. From the beginning of the chapter that we've just read, the disciples are about to be dispatched. That's the story. This is the background of what is happening. They're about to be dispatched on their first mission trip, and the Bible tells us that He called them to Him, He called to him his 12 disciples, and gave them authority of unclean spirits, to cast them out, and to heal every disease and every affliction. Even he warns them and tells them, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. But he first of all empowers them for the task that he's asking them to do. We have a clear mission as a church. The master sent us to do the winning souls and making disciples mission. And like the disciples, I want to tell you, we are being sent out to a world that is loaded with wolves, and we are the sheep. Have you ever felt like that? We are the sheep, and the world is full of wolves. I remember a few years ago, we had mission strips taking place in Nairobi Lighthouse Church, and I was privileged to take uh, the young guys, City Lights, to Mombasa. And we are there, and Pastor Steve is like, today we are just going to win souls. We had prayed, 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 and he said, man, I just feel the power of God, tingling power. And I'm like, okay, man of God, speak the word only, and we are here. And so we are told we are going to go out. And because I'm the pastor in the midst, they give me the hardest place in the entire area. They tell me, you are going to go with this guy, and this guy is taking you to the hardest place. My heart and everything inside of me, I'm like, So we start slowly. As we are walking, I'm like, even these people need Jesus. (laughs) I don't know why. And it was quite a distance. And the whole way, I'm just praying in tongues. when I'm just calling upon the Lord. Because I don't know what to expect. And this guy's confidence. He says, I know these guys. I know these guys. So I'm asking him questions just to prep myself. So where are we going? "Just, Just wait, wait, Pastor. We are going. We are going to Tafika, Pastor. To Tafika. To Tafika. To say we are walking and my heart is pumping and we come. And then he tells me this thing. And buddy, and this is where I knew this is where my breakthrough was. He tells me this man is sick. And they've said he's going to die. And I was like, that's my in. That is my open door. It doesn't matter who you are. When you're desperate. When you're needy. It doesn't matter what your title is. Where you're at. Buddy, I knew I had what I needed to turn this situation around. At the moment he said he's sick, I said, let's go. Show me that house. These hands are mighty hands. They have power for the hour. And I stepped in with bold, I'm telling you, I was like a lion with like enough lions backing me up. I stepped in in that man and I looked at him in the face and I told him, God is going to heal you. I'm not the enemy, I'm just saying things. God is going to heal you. He's going to turn your life around. You'll never be the same again. And I preached the gospel to him. And he's listening because this man is desperate. He's desperate for an answer. Second person we go to meet is the second for the area. But now I'm bold, now I'm hey, man, hey, we've preached, this guy got saved he gave his life to the Lord he did and he kept telling me I don't know what this means now for me I just don't know what it means because you know your life will have to radically change and turn around so we go and we meet this second guy and he takes me to a place and they put me in a corner inside a shop somewhere in the dark, just ask the two of us so we're not seen, so that people don't see this guy and I preach the gospel god gives me a supernatural idea on how to touch this guy how to minister to him and i'm telling him brother if you don't turn your life you're going to die i mean i'm using big words man because you know the world is in that's a reality and i'm there preaching and i tell him do you want to give your life to the lord he says yes and i start praying i say repeat this prayer after me and i'm speaking Swahili. just know let me just tell you my swiley is not the best it's been corrupted with so many other things inside. But, buddy, I was fluent. And I'm speaking to him. I say, Rudie Maombi! Mungu Baba! As I'm saying Mungu Baba, I'm closing my eyes. The guy walks out. And leaves me. Me, I'm there, there, Mungu Baba, just by myself. But I want to tell you, saints, that we've been called to this thing. And there is power that has been released in our lives. This Mission Sunday is such a special Sunday because it falls on one of the biggest months in Christendom history. That is Christmas. And I just want to encourage you that we are taking full advantage of this season to proclaim the good news, the great news, that Jesus Christ came for the sake of the lost. It is clear, though, I have to tell you that the kingdom of God that has been revealed to us was made known not by proclamation only, but by a demonstration of power and authority. The Bible tells us the followers went everywhere in the world and told the good news to people and the Lord helped them. The Lord proved that the good news they told us well, told was true by giving them power to work miracles. You know why some of us are hesitant to step into the ministry of leading people to the Lord? It's because you don't think there's a backing behind it. You don't feel like I'm backed with some power. This is how God sent them out. He told them, when you go out, I'm going to back you. I'm going to back you with signs and wonders. In fact, that word in other translations says, I'm going to make sure that the good news has evidence towards it. Pastor Nelson shared that powerful man message about the good news. Man, there is something behind the good news. The proclaimed word had evidence backing it. So my title message today is Discovering God Kingdom Power. Discovering Kingdom Power. So how do we discover it? Number one, through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's agent of power. The Bible calls him the finger of God. Before the master was taken up, he sternly tells his disciples not to do anything anything until they had been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus knew what I am sending you to do, you need something extra than what you just have. And so he told them, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power. And that power is going to enable you to be a witness to him. Because he himself had to be anointed with power and authority. Acts 10. So meaning they were to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. They were to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, there is an element that we are missing as the body of Christ. What is distinguishing us from every other religion? What is it that is making us set apart from everyone else? Everyone is proclaiming good news. You can't say they don't have their own gospel. They do have their own gospel. They are preaching it. They are declaring it. They are sharing it. And they are able to convince some people. But what separates us from everyone else is like on the day of Elijah. Eh? People who are just moving from one decision to another is the power of God that was made available. God said, let's see who God is in this situation. There is power available. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he gives you strength. From him, he gives you strength to preach the gospel, work miracles in confirmations of it, and courage and greatness of mind, and missed all reproaches and persecution. He gives you wisdom. He gives you what you need in that hour. As I was roaming those streets of Mombasa in the marketplace, and people are just being attracted to me, and I'm there praying and asking God, give me wisdom. Give me something. Like Pastor says, give me an in. You know, I love how Pastor Ness also has a win. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom in the moment. And I remember looking at a man and I looked at his face and I told him, if today the president asked you to be his friend, what would you say? You said, hey, that would be good. Eh? That would be wonderful. And I asked him why. And he told me it's because it will change my life then i asked him then if the king of kings the lord of lords the creator of heaven and earth is asking you to be his friend what would you say right now he said i would say yes he said repeat this prayer me wasn't giving people time i was a soul winning machine on that day man we want soul so much i was told to come back the next day i was like hey man say me man the heat of mombasa the holy spirit is there to help you amidst all reproaches and persecutions. To face and oppose your enemies. To profess the name of Jesus boldly. That's what he empowers you to. To abide by his truths and ordinances. Make their way through all oppositions and difficulties. And to spread this gospel wherever you go. You need this power walking with you each and every day. You need it inside of you walking and moving and pursuing the Holy Spirit is the one responsible to release the power we need. Throughout the book of Acts, since the day of Pentecost, this was how the church was built. The church was built by the proclamation of the good news, but with signs and wonders. God was performing miracles that were not even God. The Bible says God gave Paul unusual power. Unusual Someone needs to grab that for themselves. Unusual. The things that they were doing was so unusual. It was undeniable that God was in their midst. It was undeniable. Jesus himself said, if you tell me I'm casting out demons with Beelzebub, then man, say, this kingdom is divided. But if I am casting demons in the power of God, in the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come near you. The kingdom is revealed by power, not just by words by power for the kingdom of God First Corinthians tells us does not consist in talk but in power. It's in power. Let me just tell you man my time is running out but man I'm so fascinated I love this thing about power. Have you been contending me? I've been contending man I'm telling God things need to happen. Things need to change. Something needs to shift. We need to be demonstrating God in ways that we cannot even begin to fathom. When I was studying that word the kingdom of God does not consist by talk he was telling them talk. Everyone is talking. Everyone is saying something right now. We're in the era of social media. People are saying things. People are saying crazy things. I was reading something the other day. Someone is proving with facts, in quotes, that aliens are true. <laughs> facts. And if you listen to this thing, it's freaky. It is so freaky because you're just there and you're thinking, eh, maybe. I mean, this guy is convincing. But Paul is telling them, these arrogant people, I'm not interested in just what they're saying. Where is their power? Where is their power? He said, when I come there. That's what that scripture says. God says, when I come there. It's not talk we are going to be talking. It's power we are going to be demonstrating. Second thing. The kingdom power is discovered through the message of the cross. The message of the cross. This message of the cross is such a big deal for us believers. That's why Paul say, I preach nothing else except Christ crucified and resurrected. The cross and what Jesus did is the highest exhibition of God's power. That was the highest demonstration of God's power because it meant the redemption of man. There is no higher power, higher power that you will see God demonstrate himself. By him coming, becoming flesh, dying on the cross, taking your place and taking the punishment of sin so that you can receive eternal power. The message about the cross is nonsense to those who are being destroyed. But it's God's power to us who are being saved. To us who are being saved, that is the power that we are holding on to. The apostle wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. The message of the cross releases power. Some of us want to preach other things. We start by telling people all the nice, fancy, awesome things. We start making promises. We start deviating from the reality of what salvation really means. Instead of telling them the bloody truth, And telling them, buddy, if it wasn't for the cross, you and I are in trouble. You need to understand what the cross stands for. You need to understand that that cross was the penalty for your sin. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. And so if you don't accept the message of the cross, you're going to hell. That's where the power is. It's where the power is. We need to be talking more about the cross than ever before. Not the fancy cross that we put upon our chains, the bling bling and all that. We are talking about the ragged cross. That cross that Jesus carried upon his back. That cross that made pain. That cross that he battled within himself at the Garden of Gethsemane. He's saying, man, if it was possible, remove this cup away from me, but not my will, but yours be done. We need to be preaching this gospel of the Cross. Making people feel, you know, now we're in the stage and age where people don't want to talk about sin stuff because we don't want to make people feel bad. How are you going to change if you don't feel bad about the things that you're doing? How? How are people going to transform if they don't feel the guilt? It's like, don't shame me. What do you mean? It's the shame that brings you to the cross. It's the ugliness of your sin. It is understanding that you are dead in your trespasses. You're just a dead man walking each and every day. That there's nothing that you're living your life for. But there's something, there's good news for you. You don't have to live this way. Someone died for you so that you might live. The message of that cross. Thirdly and lastly, through faith in the Son of God. That's how that power is released. Peter and John, men, were going to the temple for daily prayer, as usual. And they meet a man, and they reach out to this man, and they heal this man. And opportunity is open to them. And everyone is declaring, look at this man, this man must be great. But they turn to them and say, why are you so baffled? Why are you so amazed by what we've done? All we did is just have faith in the name of Jesus Christ. There's faith in Jesus that releases our power releases a power that can change anything. You only need faith as small as a mustard seed that you can say to this mountain, be thou removed. Jesus wasn't talking figuratively. This, Jesus wasn't talking in ways that, oh, you have to just go and translate it in a certain way. He was saying, if you truly have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say this. Because the next scripture he talks about, he says you can uproot this mulberry tree and he goes ahead and he casts a tree in front of them and it withers and dies instantaneously. Just because of the faith that he had. Faith in God will make you do some incredible things. Faith in God will make you walk on water. Faith in God will make you enter offices that you've never entered. Make you talk to people you've never talked to. Faith in God. Faith in God. Faith in God will release unusual miracles in your life. And not just for your life, but for the lives of others. If there's ever a time, we need to be stirring our faith is now. The world is in trouble. The world is in trouble. We are in the end. I know in the 50s they said the same. In World War II they were like, it's the end. But we are in the end. You know we are in the end because one way or another it will be the end for someone. Someone will die and that's the end. So we are in the end. We're not going to be here 100 years from now. We are in the end times. Have you seen what's happening in Europe? Have you seen the river Euphrates drying up? Have you seen the caves that are there that have been discovered and the voices that are coming underground from there? Have you read what Revelation says about that thing? Buddy, we are at the end. If there's ever a time that you need to stir your faith up, it's now. Now is not the time for you to be quaking in your boots in doubt and thinking maybe this thing is not true. Now is the time for us believers to stand in faith and demonstrate the power of God. So what are you going to do, church? What are you going to do? As you go, say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons you received without pain. Give. Don't be afraid today to proclaim the good news this season. Whatever needs, they are there. Take them on release the power of god lay your hands on every sick person you meet in faith raise the dead those who are dead in their trespasses and those who are dead even physically take the step and raise the dead cast out those demons don't run away because people are manifesting themselves stand in that place and cast out these demons cleanse them of all their plagues because it's been freely given to you so freely give freely get step out today and let's go on mission let's make a difference this season let it not just be a you unusual christmas let it not be just another christmas season let it not be our opportunity because man we've had a hard year it's time for us to lay easy in zion our time is running out and people need to hear this gospel people need to begin to run after jesus and this is our opportune time To step out, not just by proclaiming it, but by demonstrating the power and the authority of God. Father, I thank you for this word today. Thank you for allowing me to speak it. I pray that we are being stirred to desire the power that comes from your Holy Spirit. May we be used even now, not tomorrow, even now, to make a difference in the lives of others. Father Lord, you didn't just send them out to just be taken full advantage of. You send them out with power and authority. So I thank you that it is being released to us. It has been freely given so that we can freely give to others. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody say a good amen. Come on, can we appreciate the Lord? Today, we weren't just celebrating those men and women who are certified as leaders and saying, oh, missionary is wonderful. Today, we were being reminded We are all on mission. So let's go out and make a difference. Amen. Be blessed. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you guys next Sunday.